Mike check, Mike check, one two, one two. This is MC O'Dizzle in the Hizzle. And you've just stumbled across the best podcast you'll ever listen to with your hosts Owen and Phil. <laughs> what? You don't know what podcast you're listening to? Well, let me tell you. It's way of absurdity, modesty, a free flowing deformity, masters of perversity, complexity and obscenity, runs from authority, furious in captivity, mounds of reality, penetrating sanity, worldwide infamy, debating with hostility, rarely with nobility, filled because of snickety, owing gifts to charity, a model of society, a picture of the world to be, this is absurdity. everybody it's the podcast hey phil what's up boo (laughs) merry christmas everyone i did not mean to scare you because do you know what this episode is i believe it has to do with one of my favorite holidays involving santa claus exactly it's halloween spooktacular special Wow. Does that mean we have a lot of Halloween-style segments coming up? Absolutely. We have at least no features that relate to Halloween whatsoever. Some of them are Halloween-esque. We could make them Halloween-like by mentioning Halloween as often as possible. Okay, well, I'm going to open a Halloween fortune cookie. Okay. Let's Let's, see what our... Spooky Halloween fortune is. So you had some takeout the other day? Oh yeah, I mean I just I just opened it silently now because you know a lot of rustling is bad for the audio. Uh it says if you have an idea, make it into reality. That is oh. truly terrifying stuff. Yes. I was looking at the words genitals and buttocks when you said that. I can explain that later, but I don't know if I want to make that happen. Ugh. All right. Well, we can work with that. The fortune. What was it again? I already lost. I'm thinking about genitals and buttocks. If you have an idea, make it into reality. Oh, well, I already have genitals and buttocks, so. (laughs) So, pretty much, your life is set. I'm ahead of the game. Uh, Are you a fan of, like, haunted houses, theme parks of that nature for the Halloween days? Uh, no. <laughs> no, not not your thing. What if what if I told you they're? I don't know how prevalent they are. As far as I know, this particular haunted house around my way is the only one that offers it. How would you feel if you could do a haunted house naked? I would feel the most free I've ever been. <laughs> Possibly, if you shit yourself, I think. That would be handy, not having any clothes on. (laughs) Well, (laughs) it depends if you shit yourself during the act of being scared, because usually when you scare, you tense up. So if you, you know, if it's coming out and you squid your your buttocks together, it's it's like a hippo spraying everywhere. So not if you're just in line waiting. (laughs) Oh, shit myself. Well, let me let me read about somebody's shoe. I mean. There's this place uh, in Reading, Pennsylvania, which is about an hour and a half away from Philadelphia. They have, it's called Naked and Scared. They have uh, 
pretty big haunted house. They have a lot of, they're kind of a theme park. So, uh, let's see. At the end of the night, after all customers have gone through the attraction, this is something you would have to, I said nude, but they're not allowed to do nude because they're in the middle of Amish country. So, uh, participants must be 18 years of age or older and must sign a waiver. Participants undress in a semi-private pre-show building. <laughs> semi-private. Yeah. Just ignore the floor that. cameras and, <laughs> you know, the flashes of light that are coming from people's shoes. Just ignore that. Yeah, all those people in butcher aprons, they're, they're part of the cast. They're allowed to be here. Uh, yes, you undress in a semi-private pre-show building, keeping nothing on but your underwear and shoes. <laughs> Just so you know, I was reading... Why shoes? They, well... Because you're, you're probably in barn areas at some point, and maybe, you know, just keep your feet protected. See, I don't feel free unless my feet are naked at all. Well, do you want to feel free, or do you want to feel secure? Well, that you're, well, listen, you get undressed, you place your clothes and other belongings in a sealed bag where... How do you get it in the bag? No. Uh, in a sealed bag where our staff will take them to the exit for you to pick up at the end of the experience. That, right, that to me, is the scariest part. Sealed or not, you're giving somebody your clothes. What do you get to the end? I'm sorry, we don't have your clothes. Is that is that really a fear for you, though? Well, theft. Yes, yeah. somebody's <laughs> taking my shit. I don't know. I need pockets to hold my shit. So you oh, so yeah. you wouldn't mind, really? I wouldn't mind. So you would say if it did get stolen, you wouldn't mind the act of just walking around strutting your stuff. Sorry, repeat that question. I wouldn't mind the actors. No, if you, if, you know, say if stuff. <clears throat> Sorry, what? Are you talking about my genitals and buttocks? <laughs> okay, so say if say if your stuff did get stolen, you wouldn't have any problem just going around strutting your stuff. Well, I'd feel a little awkward possibly being the only one if it was like a group of people and they were like oh whoa where's all our stuff then it wouldn't be that bad well i mean is it is this what am i gonna do walk around holding a money clip and like <laughs> you know a little pocket knife that i like to carry with me no i'm but, not putting out a bag for some teenager to run around see, to it just end. seems like an irrational fear like it's not a fear it's a legitimate concern <laughs> about my possessions no it's not they're official they have name badges and everything how did, have you even been to Shocktoberfest? You will experience the unknown haunted house with only the people in your group. You will then exit into a semi-private fenced courtyard where you will get dressed. Participants are never in view of minors or non-participating customers. Naked and Scare Challenge is not offered on Sundays. <laughs> keep the holy day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, keep it holy, man. Uh, their definition of underwear defined as an article of opaque clothing that covers your genitals, buttocks, and ladies' breasts from the top of the nipple down. Disclaimer! Shocktoberfest has created this experience so their customers can explore a new level of fear. This is about fear and pushing oneself out of their comfort zone. This is not about sex. No sexual misconduct, inappropriate, or disrespectful behavior will be tolerated. Please note there's an additional cleaning up charge if we scare the piss out of you. <laughs> oh. I bet it's lame. It's just people like party poppers around the corner going, oh, oh. No, again, this this place, uh, they, they're they mad 
mad crazy the zombie revenge haunted hayride they, they got a lot of stuff but how scared can you really be if you're going into these things surely you, you know that they're trying to scare you and that just takes away all for the lack of That's a better word get... the frightenedness away I know but you kind of give your you suspend your disbelief I mean you must be great fun to go to the movies with sorry just saying you suspend your disbelief a little bit you get a little wasted and then you go a lot of it, yes, is, is jump scares. I don't think you're going in there and be like, oh, this is some nice Blair Witch-style ambience. No, See, you, what you I know. want is like a dude and a chainsaw and a mask just to run out of the woods, and everybody goes, oh. And then we have a laugh about it. But then he actually does cut one of my friend's legs off. Yes, well, then that's not a haunted hayride. <laughs> that's a psychopath that got in on the grounds. So that's... I think they should push that envelope and hire more people that just got out of prison for manslaughter to increase the likelihood of something really bad happening during the horror show that you don't know. Like your friend gets his leg cut off. You know he's not in on it. You know he used to have a perfectly good and functioning leg, and you and him are screaming at the top of your lungs, and everybody else is like, huh. This is pretty good. This is a nice show. See, this, this, is, this is a great idea because this is how we can actually employ amputees. See, I can turn mm. around America's economy just, you know, just like that. If we get the amputees, give them a, you know, a false leg or whatever, get them into the group, then have a chainsaw you know, maniac come out and chop off their leg again in front of people, they would freak out. I'm t- they have amputees at this place for just such an occasion. <laughs> You look it up. Shocktoberfest, big attraction. Uh, lots of pictures of people in costumes, obviously. Something that comes up every year in one circle of friends or another is the conversation and the intense study of pictures about slutty Halloween outfits for the ladies. Um, I don't want to beat a dead horse. Uh but it's getting... I thought last year it was getting out of hand. You know, sexy witches, sexy nurses. thought, all right, I'm just getting old or whatever. Uh, I saw in the Halloween shop a sexy pizza outfit. And I thought, that's not even trying. <laughs> how Who is she slutty? Has she got, like, go pepperoni on? dripping off of that? <laughs> no, all the pepperoni is in one or two very... Very important areas. No. <laughs> Lots of silly pineapple. string shot everywhere. Like, one, who goes out as a slice of pizza? <laughs> Two, whoever. I would type in sexy pizza into Google. What comes up first? Don't do it unless you're a listener. Don't do it if you're Owen, because I don't want to know. If you're listening right now, type in sexy. You know what? Type in sexiest a slice of pizza. See what comes up. Let us know what it is at Wave of... Oh, wait. Are we doing the new email? <laughs> Contact at waveofabsurdity.com. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. Spooky. Ooh. The unknown. Very spooky. So, going, you know, the sluttiest costumes and, and whatnot, what was your your best costume that you... Uh, I, I assume that you partake in the whole... Halloween ordeal? Uh, not as much these days. Uh, are you asking me my, my best costume that I had in my life? 
Yeah, like the one that just, you know, made the ladies, you know, just drop their severed heads and run to you. Uh, well, I don't know about that. I had to. Don't cut yourself short, out. man. One was when I was like 12, so I don't know about the ladies. I was a bug buster. Me and my friends, we were bug busters. We were dressed up like the Ghostbusters, but we took care of those nasty bugs inside your house. The costume <laughs> was bitching. So you just a glorified, you know, pest exterminator. exterminator. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. I was walking around with, like, these highly toxic chemicals that I took from my grandfather <laughs> that, that weren't even, like, bug killers. It was just, you know, something... Anything aerosol. Fuck it. That'll kill the bug. Let's put it in our little kit. So were you like a goofy kid as a child? Because I... Sure. Why not? I sort of imagine you were like sort of buggy eyes, you know, teeth too big for your mouth. You know. I was running around in the woods with a stick for a sword. uh, Yeah, but that's normal. I'm just... I'm saying your appearance because I'm just trying to imagine like a (laughs) 12-year-old exterminator. If if I ever... Trick or treat... I think I showed you a picture during, uh, like, a movie time or something where I had the mullet. I think I was about 14 or 15 in that picture. <laughs> if I run into my eldest brother before Christmas or on Christmas or whatever, hopefully I'll be able to get him to bring the old photo albums, maybe scan a Halloween photo or two. A couple of years ago, Amy and I went out. I was a priest, and she put on her old Catholic schoolgirl uniform. Hello. So, yeah, and it was great. At the party, there was a chick in her old Girl Scout uniform. and There was just a lot of, well, <laughs> sluts. Slutty action. <laughs> I'm not calling my wife a slut, but you don't try to fit into your old... Uh, at least at least we had a matching costume. Uh, that didn't go well for trick-or-treating. People do not like the dirty old priest with the Catholic schoolgirl on his lap. That was also the police came to the door at this place, and as the dude was answering the door, somebody tipped. They had this huge recycling can in the center by the top of the steps, and they never emptied it unless it started to overflow. But imagine answering the door and a police officer going, yeah, I know it's Halloween, but you guys are being really loud. And then a tsunami of (laughs) cheap-ass beer cans comes pouring down the steps behind you. (laughs) You just get swept away. Whoa. <laughs> that would have been great. Hold on to the driftwood, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> Call for help. <laughs> you just get sucked down. Uh, so, yeah. Well, in the same breath, I complained about something, and then you made me talk about. Yeah, those are the costumes. It's, I really can't remember. Can't remember too much else. I know most of the time on Halloween, me and my friends just went out as ninjas because we just liked the fact that we could cover our faces and not get the police involved. <laughs> just run around. Young Phil bringing down the system. Well, we just like running around and stuff. That's all. It wasn't. It wasn't about the candy. It was just about the the freedom. You know, and that there are a lot of people about. It was a nice energy going on. Is what I'm getting at. If you want freedom, you should go to a nude scare fest. Would you go with your sister? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, boy. I Imagine going with your parents and not knowing that it was nude, and then you're, like, forced into it somehow. But at that point, you just got to make the best of a bad situation. And Shit yourself. <laughs> They'll probably let you go. Oh, man. 
Shit yourself, then give the clothes to put in the bag. There you go. Seal that baby up. Is that the way you do it? <laughs> Is that the way you get out of situations? Like, Amy's calling it's... you, we gotta go to the uh, the grandparents. <laughs> Not going. <laughs> Sorry. Shit myself. <laughs> Gonna have to bow out of this one. Spooky. No. I don't I don't treat every situation as if there were sharks surrounding me and throw fecal matter all around. Would be nice. Would be nice. Uh safety. That's something else yeah. that one should think about. Yes, right? Absolutely, absolutely. There's a lot of weirdos out there, mainly True. Phil. Now, keeping that in mind, we have come up with some very wave of absurdity listener related safety tips that my phone will ring that I feel everyone they'll be able to take the 10 safety tips if you can't take away one bit of safety from this then you are not human so 10 safety tips without that you'll be dead Owen why don't you read the first one and we'll alternate alright well Numero uno. <laughs> That's Portuguese. <laughs> Pennies, fruit, crayons, mini toothbrushes, combs, and bags of cereal. If these are items you are planning on giving out, just save everyone some time and make a sign that just says, Hey, please throw dog shit on my windows, in my pool, and rub it under the door handles of my car. Mm, speaking from experience there, very nasty stuff. Number two. If you look into the mirror and say Candyman five times, then you're an idiot. Numero three. If you accidentally break your glow stick open, don't worry. You could probably find a kid that would drink it if you're offering him a Kit Kat. Number four. Disabled? Try to incorporate your wheelchair or crutches into the costume. Like a disabled Captain America or a disabled Wonder Woman. Hold on, I'm lost. <laughs> Traffic safety. What one are we on? Four? Five. Numero five. Traffic. <laughs> Inflection. <laughs> Numero five. Traffic safety is important. Always travel in large groups to create the largest human-to-car buffer that can... <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Numero five. Traffic safety is important. Always travel in large groups to create the largest human-to-car buffer that you can while crossing busy roads. Number six. When dealing with snicker bars, remember to insert the blades with the grain, not against, but with the grain, to reduce visibility. Numero uno six. No matter what. Uno six. <laughs> no matter what you think, and no matter how many you have left, flavored condoms do not make a good treat. Number seven. Steal candy from a child and eat candy for a week. Teach a child to steal other children's candy for you and eat candy for a month! Number seven. Eight. 
Alright. <laughs> Heaving jack-o'-lanterns through car windows can get your cardiovascular system in good shape for a night of sexual assaults. Number nine. Wait. Number nine? Are we missing one? Oh, I'll just read it. Certain people are allergic to the chemicals in face paint. You will have to experiment to find out which one causes the worst reaction on your roommate's testicles. Now, which <laughs> one are we missing? Alright, well... Don't know what to tell you. Nine safety tips! Some weren't even safety related. They're just nine fancy Halloween tips and tricks to help you get through that Halloween season. I hope that they've helped. <laughs> yeah, if if you have an interesting Halloween story or a safety tip, let us know. We won't read it on the air because obviously you're listening to this probably on Halloween, but we'll read it to ourselves and laugh and laugh. Not sure what the email is. No, oh, uh, contact at waveofabsurdity.com. All right. Now... I have a bit of news. It's not very Halloween-y. But, oh, it's one of those cases. I want Owen to read it, but the damn link has the title in it. All right. Well, I'm just going to just gonna copy and paste the title into Skype. As soon as you see it, start reading. Start reading, boy. Ready? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good sign. What the? <laughs> Give it a whirl. Bees wow, doo doo, zibbity bob bob, arrested again. One more drug charges. Nearly two years after what may be the world's best name change, Bees wow, doo doo, zappity bop bop bop, is back. You, you left a bop out, Owen. <laughs> That's this man's name. Show him a little respect. I'm always one bop too short. Uh, he's back behind bars. Mr. Zippity-bop-bop-bop was arrested on charges of marijuana possession, carrying a concealed weapon, and probation violation in Madison, Wisconsin. He managed to stay out of the news for many months, but Mr. Zoppity-bop-bop-bop was arrested last month in Washington County, Iowa, on charges including, ooh, felony possession of a controlled substance. Never would have guessed. He, in this news article, does explain uh, the name change. Would you like to hear what his... uh, his rationale was. Is it because he thought that if somebody yells stop, he can just keep running because they haven't fully addressed his name yet? Well, imagine being in court and having <laughs> having to address, if you're the judge, uh, is Mr. Zoppity Bop 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 present? <laughs> Does he like Scatman? By any chance? Uh, well, it, it breaks down into three separate... There's Bizal, the explosion of awareness of the interconnectedness of the infinite love in the universe. <laughs> Bizal! Oh, uh, dude, that's magical. Doo-doo, the struggle of our daily lives without awareness that with love comes chaos. Aww. Yeah, doo-doo, that's right. And then, of course, Zoppity Bop Bop, the outcome of that struggle, which is often ironic, especially because all life ends in death. You forgot a bop. 
Sopity bop, bop, bop. <laughs> Here's a little wave of absurdity homework for you. Can you come up with a better name that you would change yourself into? <laughs> Bizal doo-doo, zoppity bop, bop, bop. Let's see, there's, there's a bop before the hyphens. That is very, very confusing. I think I would just go for the most annoying and the most aggravating one. I would, I'd just like, I'd like to change my name to Y. Oh, I thought you meant like a sound like change your name to Mr. <laughs> or something like that. No, just because I, I like annoying people. It gets my jollies like really <laughs> excited. So I know it wasn't that the foundation of this whole podcast. Pretty much. I mean, I just wanted to annoy you, but it turns out that we have a sort of a friendship going. So who knew that we can annoy many people at the same time using the internet and the podcast format Merry Christmas everybody <laughs> God you always <laughs> you take breaks as I'm zipping on my vodka just zipping? how long have you been zipping on your vodka? <laughs> oh lord Master Debater it's your favorite film <laughs> And sorry, what are we debating? I'm not sure that has been fully sussed out yet. We're going to be debating whether you should open the doors to trick-or-treaters. Yes or no. Again, not anything really to do with Halloween. Just not cancel Halloween. Just have everybody come out and then not answer the door. No, how is it not to do with Halloween? Because it's a part of Halloween. Because there's some people that are in on Halloween, but they turn off all the lights and they pretend to not be there. You know? Alright, so one of us is going to make an argument for doing that, no matter what? For opening the door and giving out treats and against opening the door and giving out treats. All right, all right. I have a feeling that this has something to do with the way you treat Halloween. <laughs> I would generate the number boop, 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 95. So, Phil, you get to choose whether you're going to be for or against. Uh, I'm going to be for opening the door. Why on earth would I want to be against? Okay, okay. So we're going to number generate again and uh, decide who's going to go. First, 80. Would you look at that? I'd rather be in a nude haunted <laughs> house. I'd rather be nude, period. So I'd rather have... Oh, sorry. <laughs> go on. I'm sure no, this no. was going to be great and witty. And very telling into the mind of Owen. Uh, you're choosing who goes first? Right. I think that... You know... I've often thought that um, whoever gets to pick who goes first, if they actually pick themselves, then it shows more courage and a more courageous attitude because they're basically going into the unknown. Ooh, spooky. And they don't know what's going to happen. And I've noticed... You're you're basically describing what I do, every master Do you, bollocks! (laughs) Every well, not every time, but for the past few master debaters, you can go back and you can see that this pussy has uh, always thrown me under the bus every time he wins the role. So I'm going to break tradition and say, Phil, I'm still a pussy. You go first. All right. I'll take my two minutes to argue sanity right now. (laughs) 
Uh, Halloween. I, I don't think there's too many people that are having harvest festivals or taking their crops in. Halloween, for the most part, is a commercial industry these days. It's a commercial holiday. It's a sign of the times. And part of that commercial holiday, it's twofold. One, it's a party holiday. You go out, you dress up, you get wasted. That's if you're older. And if you're younger, it's all about the candy. Um, I don't know how many different places, what countries take part uh, in the door-to-door, in the trick-or-treating, which I believe uh, happened to originate from leaving food and such, candy outside to, uh, you know, trick up the ghosts and the spooks, because nighttime was a very scary place before electricity. So, tradition kind of outdated, but what it's involved into is a delightfully tasty way to spend an evening. You're going to send your kids out. Um, well, you shouldn't really send them out. You should be with them, depending on their age. Door-to-door candy. I mean, I, I, I really wish my opponent had gone first, because it's really difficult to argue for when you have no idea what there is to be against it. I'm sure he's going to bring up uh, safety concerns, which is really the only thing I can think of if... It's not a safety concern. Then he's the Ebenezer Scrooge of Halloween. He, uh, I don't know why I want the DuckTales version of that, but hey, all you gotta do is convince me, and then I will not even take my final minutes, convince me that there's any reason other than safety to, to not have your kids go door to door, which I realize now it's you answering the door that I should be arguing for. You answer the door because you see some kids, they're cute, you give them some happy, spread some joy. Merry Christmas. Well, what can we say for that truly sickening first opening statement? Are you taking yours now? I'm just trying to make it sound vaguely spooky. (laughs) (laughs) Are you starting? Should I start my timer? I'm starting the timer. Start my two minutes when you don't rush me. Now, so my opponent really had nothing to say, and he he blames that on me not going first because he has nothing to argue against. If he can't see the fundamental flaws, do you really want to be backing this blind Helen Keller? No, you do not. Absolutely not. So I've just gotten a, a few but I'm sure I will come up with many more reasons as to why you should not open the door to these most vile of creatures that we call children. So, one of the the great things going around the world is obesity, all right? Yeah, you didn't think I was going to go for this, did you? (laughs) Let's face it. Our children today are walking around like a bloated rice pudding. Okay, they're just wobbling in places that no human being should wobble. You see their eyeballs just floating on like a sea of lard. It's, it's absolutely crazy. You, being the most upstanding and thoughtful citizen in the entire neighborhood, you say, you know what? No. Little fat Roly Timmy over there does not need an extra candy bar to, uh, you know, go into his system that's going to turn into cholesterol and it's gonna it's just gonna impede him later on in life you say no fat roly billy over there i'm not gonna open the door to you i'm saving you by not opening the door to you i'm the you could say guardian angel 
of this whole neighborhood here and people might say hey you're a scrooge why don't you do it it's just for fun and you say hey no i'm thinking about the children man and you should be absolutely ashamed of what you're doing to your kids teaching them it's okay to talk to strangers to knock on strangers door we grow up saying hey don't talk to strangers little billy but somebody's gonna come up with a broken puppy leg and uh... <laughs> with a little broken puppy leg <laughs> i wish i could hear the rest Mister, I found this little puppy broken leg on the doorstep. My goodness. That was all over the place as well. I'll take... Not sure what I'm going to argue against here. Hang on. I'll take my two minutes now. Uh, hmm. I'd like to point out that saying a blind Helen Keller is kind of a, a bit of a redundancy. But... Redundancy is what makes Owen Owen. Uh, <laughs> he likes he likes to uh to play the angel in this scenario. I think he's desperately trying to cover up the true fact that he's just lazy and doesn't give a rat's ass about your kids. He doesn't care for them. He doesn't care against them, but he doesn't care for them. Uh real fast obesity, that is the parents' responsibility you can safely and healthily enjoy your candy over the course of a period of time. Also, you uh, you know what? The way he talks, I'm surprised he doesn't get some candy. And then when the doors come, when the kids come knocking on the door, he just opens it, grabs, I don't know, a Hershey bar, a Snickers bar, and just crushes it in front of them. Like, there, why don't you run around the block instead of walking, you fatty, fat ghost? That's what I, that's what I picture. If Owen were to answer the door, uh, if you're a parent, you should be with them, unless they're old enough. Hey, look, 40 seconds left. I'm going to point out the main reason why you should open the door at least once or twice. You're going to get egged, and that's the nicest thing that could probably happen. Especially, what if they find out you're home? What if they find out that you were ignoring them? They find out that you're an Ebenezer, Ebenezer Scrooge of Halloween. You're fucked. You are absolutely fucked. Uh, eggs, dog poo. Um, hell, we would set your car on fire. Fuck it. Do not mess around. You must at least answer the door and be like, oh, what, what day is it? That'll freak them out. And then you don't have to give candy and you won't look like an asshole. All right, I will take my... <clears throat> Oh dear, snot went down my throat. Two minutes, that was a lot of it as well. Spooky. Uh, time now. Did you hear what Phil just said? Basically, you're being threatened to open the door or they will egg your house, they will kick your windows, you know, they'll push ladies over <laughs> the doorstep. You don't know what they're going to do. And if it was Phil, he would set your car on fire. So do you really want to live in a society where you feel threatened to open the door in, in, in case of, of harm to your house or to your loved ones? Absolutely not. And we should be, you know, dispelling this behavior all around. So by not opening the door, you are actually making a stand against this kind of behavior. You could say, you know what, you can egg my house, you can light dog poo on fire at my front, you know, door, you can push my Grammy down the stairs, but I will not budge. Do you know what the U.S. doesn't do? 
Apart from pick up their grannies. Apart from you know, give people their rights. They <laughs> they don't negotiate with terrorists, and neither should we. Little children hiding behind masks, threatening you with eggs, should be uh, dealt with swiftly. And how you deal with that is by not opening the door, because we don't deal with threats and terrorists such as those. <laughs> now, shut up. A lot of us are quite poor in these harsh economic times. So it sort of seems redundant that you have to spend your hard-earned money to go out and buy candy and treats. And if you live in a very child-heavy neighborhood, you're looking at a quite hefty bill for people that, let's face it, you don't really care about. Because all they do is go outside screeching and hollering for God knows how many hours of the day, kicking their ball at your window. They don't listen to you, so why on earth did you actually... The, the official timer. It's not the official timer. It is the I official timer so of Wave of Absurdity Master Debater. Oh, that was pathetic. I will give you the honor of my one minute wrap up right now. Uh, look, I can understand if you don't want to be part of your community, if you moved in somewhere without checking to see, if you didn't have the wherewithal to know where you were moving into and realize that, you know, maybe once in a while you should be part of the community. I'm not saying you have to give out candy. All right. If you want to ignore the children at the door, that's your prerogative. But you know what? It's Halloween. You're supposed to be scared. Uh, it's, it's trick or treat. So if you don't make with the treat, you might get tricked. Sure, that's devolved into a bit of egg throwing, a bit of vandalism. Uh, I never press start on the timer, so that's up to you. Um, Where's the official timer, Phil? Well, it only works if you start it. I am sorry. I thought I pressed the button. Ten seconds. Uh, it's tradition, and it's fun, and you can really be part of your community and be part time. of the holiday spirit time. because time doesn't last <clears throat> alright I will take my one minute now tradition he says <laughs> there's a lot of traditions around the world like burn witches and do all sorts of nasty things but do we keep them going no we try and stamp them out just as we should stamp out this most heinous of vandalism and threatening behavior that can only be supported by the most heinous of people. Perhaps even more heinous than Hitler. Phil is a goddamn candy enticing, threatening motherfucking Hitler. And for let Ooh, should have swallowed. <laughs> I've heard that on more than one occasion in this podcast. And for that, we should make a stand. Stand against obesity. Stand with me. Stand against threats. Stand with me. Stand against a bad neighborhood. Stand with me. So I ask you, out there, everyone, please, don't open your doors. Why aren't you being Hitler for Halloween? <laughs> you know what? I really should. I'd really get into the role. Absolutely. <laughs> I have the perfect facial hair for a Hitler mustache. However, I guess that wouldn't make me a neighborhood favorite. Oh, Christ. Well, 
What with the Aurarian folks? Let us know if Owen managed to sway you. Not if you agree with him or if you feel like, oh, Halloween, fuck answering the door. I worked all day. I just want to go to sleep. All right. That's fine. I understand that. But if Owen swayed you, let us know at contact <laughs> at waveofabsurdity.com. <laughs> yes. Dot com. Yes. I really oh, hope I decide to get that email activated in time. We will see. We will see. Speaking uh, yes. of emails, I stole your segue <laughs> from uh, under your spooky feet. Uh, we have an email, do we not? Uh, we do. I don't know if you recall the email from last time that explained which one of these people we are referring to from this email. Uh, Alexi, do you want me to... He clearly wants your advice and uh, not mine. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm the right like... man for advice, if anything. Uh, he did check out his elbow, as we requested. <laughs> and when he feels his elbow, he likes to pretend he's an old man. With his arm flab. Uh, Personal problem. My options with women are limited right now, Hmm. and I've been turned down twice. I've got one option left, and I already dated her once in eighth grade for like two weeks, and we've been exchanging nervous glances at each other all semester. Can I... Ninth grade now. Can I quickly interject? Being from the UK, how old are you when you're in eighth grade? Uh... (laughs) 12, 13. Okay, okay. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, so help me with my problem, he asks. Thank you for writing in, number one. And number two, before Owen responds, hey, man, find out if there is a naked hayride or some <laughs> shit around you. You never know. Well, firstly, I, I, I like, I would like to thank you for obviously picking the the one that's obviously managed to maintain a a marriage for like 20 years um so obviously i'm gonna be the one that can uh deliver such great uh, well to be fair i mean he sent you a picture oh great oven with the heat of a thousand suns <laughs> i bestow upon thee a picture of myself in a kilt Fuck you all right he sent you a skirt picture <laughs> i did Killed see that by the way and you you look very anyway so um, <laughs> no, you look great. I'm lying. Um, you want to get with this woman? Is that what he's saying? He's got three options. He got turned down by two. He's only got. He does, there's very limited options. Well, yeah, so that's where I'm confused. He's only got one option left. That to me seems like a no-brainer. If you only have one option left, go with that. All right. So let's. All right. So if you've already got one option left, you've already dated her before. You've tasted the waters. Um, <laughs> tested the waters well no i mean your boyfriend girlfriend tasted you must have tasted <laughs> something about her it works, at, I guess. At, at, right. at one point um so you you sort of got a feel for her now you, you just got to decide whether she's a total bitch or whether masturbation and porn can help see you through this difficult spell that you're having and basically you just got to weigh it up do you want I mean, I'm very cynical. It just sounds like I'm very cynical here, doesn't it? <laughs> you are. I haven't been able to take you seriously since you started this. Oh, my God. Do you want a, a sack of flesh that says Ooh. they're going to love you, but then goes out 
and uh, has sex with other people, but then comes back to you and says, hey, oh, I mean, Alex, Alexis, and says, hey, I still love you. We can work things out. You say no. Uh, do, right. do you really want that baggage? Or do you want to sit at home, get into your real freaky deaky shit? I mean, come on, we've all got some freaky stuff. And let's face it, most average women out there are not going to you know, go for your sexual uh, fetishes and fantasies. So, Especially in ninth grade. <laughs> oh, yeah. Forgetting oh. about that. In any case. <laughs> Just remember what it was like in ninth grade. Is he still in ninth? I don't know what he is. Well, uh, uh, I'm in ninth grade now, and he dated her in eighth grade. I mean, basically, like when weeks. you're that young, you just go up, you hit them in the arm, you say, hey, I like you. She goes, hee, 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 I like you too. She kicks you, maybe. And then, I mean, don't worry. Spitting her hair. Don't <laughs> put gum in her hair, you know. Pull down her skirt. Don't do that, actually. <laughs> Just that was a bit of a jump. <laughs> well, I thought a bit of teasing, you know. All right, all right. Just stick to porn, is what I'm saying. You're too young. That's my advice. Yeah. From <laughs> stick, look at illegal <laughs> pornography. You're too young to go out. What is that? Forget Owen. Number one, <laughs> he's right though. Don't pull down her skirt. I remember a friend pulled down. Like, this girl pantsed him, and he went the pants her back, but he got everything. So he ended up getting <laughs> suspended for pretty much stripping the poor child. <laughs> um, I don't know what it's like in the 8th and ninth grade these days. I don't know what you're, you're dealing with, what your competition is. <laughs> competition. I mean, as far as what's keeping a girl occupied, I would think at that time, from what I remember, they're always thinking about boys. But there's that whole, uh, at that age, they want... They're thinking about older men. They're not looking for relationships. My retroactive advice would be not even concern yourself about it. I'm sure there's some sort of uh, peer pressure to, I don't know, be in a relationship, to, to say you achieve some sort of sexual dominance somewhere. But uh, are you done with puberty? Are you just starting just deal with it as it comes? If you don't have some sort of harvest desk, to, uh, harvest dance to go to or something like that just forget about it let it evolve naturally especially if you've messed with her before so not much help there <laughs> i think we can both agree on this spooky edition of halloween that women they're crazy in more ways Ooh. than one so stay away with them stay away from them until you're old enough to actually bat them away um when they inevitably explode at you for now, enjoy porn, Call of Duty, and a whole lot of Mountain Dew, my friend. Mountain Dew. Chomps. <laughs> I was trying to make it American. All right, well, then you picked the wrong set. Well, what do I, Dr. Pepper? <laughs> yes, Dr. Pepper. Enjoy copious amounts of masturbation, Call of Duty, and Dr. Pepper. Isn't Call of Duty a little ancient now? Oh. Enjoy Listen. masturbation, GTA, and Dr. Pepper. Uh, this is a perfect time to segue. Thank you for that email. Hope we've helped. <laughs> we really haven't. Just wait till you're uh, older, and then all the girls will want you. Trust me. It yeah. didn't happen yeah, for oh me. Oh, God. Wait till you're in 12th grade? Then those 8th grade girls will be so easy. Haha, <laughs> was waiting for the laughter from Owen to confirm that that was a little joke. Nope, deadpan. Parents, 
wants your deadbeat kid to stop playing so many video games? Here's an approach that probably won't work. Uh, let's see. Is it taking their controllers? Uh, no. Because that's what my mother used to do. Whenever I was <clears throat> just insanely evil that day or whatever, she wouldn't have the sense to take the power cord. So she would just come in, Right! You're not having any of these! And she'd take my controllers. But little did she know, I'm a resourceful little fucker. So under, you know, under my bed, under like three dusty boxes, there'd be this one that you would call the golden one because it's the portal that allows you to defy your mother and play your games. And it was a nice controller that I had. And then she found it and... Um, <laughs> You're gold-plated. Yeah, she she binned she binned those controllers at that point, and then I had to behave and save our money mm. and buy buy a new one. So that sort of taught me a lesson. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I I never had to I guess worry about that. Although when they did, they didn't have the time, games was, back then, did they? Well, it was just the Commodore sixty four. They they'd take the whole unit. That was the whole computer. See, I was but... such an introvert uh, growing up that, uh, and my sister, you know, loved going out and whatnot. So the, the, the rate of, of punishment was, was quite opposite. And I remember my sister and myself, we got into some trouble. And my mother was like, right! My sister's name Sophie. She's like, right, Sophie, you're grounded. Owen, you're going out. And we were both like, no! And she kicked <laughs> me out of the house. And I had to stay out for five fucking hours. And that was the most... I was just hanging around. I'm like... <laughs> Let me in. You, like, stop playing those games and get outside. You, stop being outside and get on those games. Yeah, it was so weird. and uh, it was it, Honestly, it was legitimately the worst punishment. Because you know, I love playing PS2 and you know, playing Call of Duty 2 online. And then Mother's like, right, we're outside. I was like, yeah. She's like dragging me, carrying me down the stairs. I'm still holding on to my PlayStation controller. <laughs> it's all like falling from the shelves. No. And I just she'd throw me out, and you just hear the lock of the door. And then that's that's what I got like knives thrown at me, and you know chased with knives. And she threw well, me into gangland, basically. I'm sure. I'm sure that yeah. Not only did she put you outside, she taped a a, a twenty to your foot <laughs> without you knowing, so that people would follow you around and try to mug you. I hated getting grounded. My parents actually had to move my room up to the second floor because they ground me and I just pop out the window. See ya. <laughs> Nothing like playing with your friends and like, oh shit, that's your dad. Run! Because <laughs> <laughs> he'd just grab any kid and then you were fucked. Like, oh, my God, son? He's over there. there. He's over there. <laughs> Doesn't matter how good of a friend you are. If my dad had you collared, you were giving up where I was. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine one of them. I ain't no snitch. Yeah. I ain't no snitch, Mr. Skimboss. Smoking a cigar. I ain't good to tell you. And he's just like, here's five dollars. He's all for them. Yeah, I know. Do what you want. I'll never talk. How about some of his Halloween candy? No, why are you doing it? <laughs> no, um, all right, this, this particular father, his unemployed 23-year-old son was allegedly devoting the bulk of his waking hours to an online war game. Uh, it doesn't say which one specifically, but it has a picture of Halo in the article. So, you know, who knows. As the son's skills grew, he began to find that he could defeat almost all comers. Until one day, the young man found himself being cut down immediately every time he began the game. 
After a while, he began to suspect that something was up, and grilled his virtual assassins as to why they were targeting him. Eventually, one let slip that he had been hired by the boy's father for just that purpose. <laughs> now, how'd you like that to happen? The plot apparently failed as the dude refused to stop playing the game. Uh, but hey, if he keeps at it, maybe one day he can score a gig as an online video game hitman. Actually, how awesome would that be? To just go online and... Just jumping into different games, cornering them, and just, look at this picture. Your dad (laughs) sent you. And then just... I got a message for you. What? What is it? Do your homework. Well, I guess at 23, get to work. (laughs) Let's face it, they're probably a dropout at that point in the community college, so yeah, do your homework. (laughs) Projecting! Uh, would uh, would you? <laughs> how much would you charge for an online hit? Well, it very much depends on the game. Right. Oh, of course you're different. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. There's lots of people that are good at Call of Duty, so I wouldn't be that good. So my fee would be lower. But I am good at things like Grand Theft Auto Online, and you know Counter Strike. Don't laugh. Asshole! Alright? So my fee would be higher. And I'd be like, yeah. Ugh. I could do that. <laughs> Just do uh, it. Uh, let me put out my virtual stogie. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I would be a brilliant hitman in, in, in those types of games. I just. It's great fun just, you know, whiffling at people. Sorry, what? You'll have to explain that for American listeners. No. Alright. <laughs> Holy shit, this is a Halloween podcast uh, Are you a superstitious person? Um, sometimes I have the uh, the ghost poops And it does sometimes make me believe in the other <laughs> side I'm like, damn The other side of the toilet <laughs> It's like, where did that go? Um, I am the ghost of fecal past I remember, actually... I'm not sure if it's going to be funny or if it's going to be cut from the podcast, but um, I, have, <laughs> I have a friend that believes in ghosts. Um, That's a shame. <laughs> I know, right? Poor, <laughs> poor Jacob. So, oh, called out. Ooh, look behind you. <laughs> so I remember I was at this house and there was this 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 sticker of this blue lady in a bikini, and. Uh, <laughs> Okay. And I, I took this photo, but I did it. Sorry, 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 sorry. A picture of a blue lady in a bikini? Yeah, or yeah. The sti- well, a... the sticker was blue, and she was oh, in a bikini, right. and it was like stuck to a window. Did you get a chubby? <laughs> Man, that was the most action I had in that house. So I. I... Scratch and sniff. <laughs> you don't want to sniff that, man. So I, I, I took a picture, and because it's glass, it looks like it's, it's see through. And I, I, I was texting him, I'm like, man. I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. I'm shit scared. And he's like, right, leave this with me. And he starts like Googling and researching. And like a couple of days later, he's phoning me up. He's like, yeah, man. No, there was this uh, like bus accident where a girl just died down the end of the street of yours. It could be her. I saw a picture. It looks like her. I'm like, what? No way. And I'm, I'm keeping, I also pretended to be Catholic for like two weeks and he believed that. Um, he still doesn't it's learn. <laughs> I know. And, um, I'm carrying this facade on and I, it must have lasted about a month or so 
and he, he's just like yeah dude have you had any uh any repeat experiences because you know i've drawn him in now and we're just right. like no you fucking moron that was just a picture of a sticker and he his whole world crumbled before his eyes it's just like in the in the simpsons where lisa breaks ralph's heart and bart simpson rewinds the part where you can see ralph's heart break right. it was an audio description of that it was just i was just like nah mate it was just a sticker and it was just like yeah yeah so well, how long ago was this this is this has to be like three years <laughs> ago but yeah, I, I, I still mess around with him you know i <laughs> poor jacob man i'm so sorry but it's just fun to pretend that I've just turned into like a nun for a week. Yeah, but to be fair, ghosts aren't real, Jacob, so you really shouldn't have fell for that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I, th- I don't know if I ever believed in ghosts. I know I was very interested in the phenomenon. I have tried to uh, actually a couple of years ago, tried to do a podcast with some people. You fucking what? <laughs> I know, I know. You what? How I far even did, did you uh, get? EVPs, electronic voice phenomena. How far but, did you get? What is this? That? This is news to it me. Was, you watched it was two. It was two podcasts. It was back. I think I told you at the very beginning because I tried to warn you that most online friends that I make are gone within two years. <laughs> <laughs> and we're coming up to our two years, I think. I know. Later. No, it. Uh, so, uh, we got these... about. It was. It was two podcasts long. There were three or four of us. Um, but it, it it never panned out in that we could never wholly agree because the paranormal is such a open melting pot you know anything if you describe it can be considered paranormal depending on what words you use but it, it, it didn't work out because there were too many heads involved and they weren't all attached to bodies blah no they, it just didn't work out and like I said, I, I recorded. I would go into cemeteries with my little micro recorder, and I would ask questions while leaving it sitting on the grave. And my problem was that I wanted to be on wave of absurdity, and that I would insert humorous little phrases into those electronic voice phenomenons, those recordings, just to see if people could. Like one was like, "I would love to eat a ham sandwich," <laughs> and it was just to see what people would think they heard. And, you know, what's that called? A pareidolia. Audio pareidolia. That's where, a big word. Yeah, where in your mind, it's the same thing. You're looking at ink blots and you see something. You're looking at clouds. It's the brain's ability to try and find order in that chaos. What? I am going off on a tangent. Superstitions. So, uh, <laughs> Good grief. So are those podcasts still available to listen? Do you, do you have them? I might have uh, the first one still in MP3 form, and I have excerpts in unlisted and or private videos somewhere where I was talking to a friend who had a bad case of sleep paralysis. Could Uh, we put that up on the Facebook page? Possibly. I mean, it's not really me talking it's just my friend ed from colorado i mean it's interesting i think he's talking about his sleep paralysis and he's pretty descriptive in it uh how about 
We'll talk about that after the podcast. Maybe go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash pc banana nine to uh, find this mysterious link. Or, yeah, I'll or have not. to pop in the old hard drive. I know I got rid of a lot of stuff. Actually, we also had the psychic challenge where I would flip a coin 20 times and each time somebody would try to. Oh, it was either coin or dice. Yeah. Anyway, what I've learned from this is that you're a real fucking hoot. Those past few years, like damn man, I've look how far you've come. Online friends, that's uh, just the way it's been. Yeah, but you're, you're like a you're like an internet whore. You go from one to another to another. I've got you know friends like uh, Chris, Jacob, that that Kim that have been around for like three to five years. All right. Well, I, I hold on to my long, friends. I'm like, I have long-standing friends. They're just not, you know. This isn't going to be one spawned. of them. I hope you know that. They haven't been <laughs> internet spawned, and I would still maintain certain friendships if they hadn't gotten arrested. Too <laughs> much about that. Mysterious anyway, superstitions. I know. At at one point, I wanted to master debate with you the whole saying god bless you thing that we did superstition did we i think we did oh man it's a shame when it all blurs together especially if it didn't even happen but just the notion of it like it feels like we argued about it (laughs) to be fair we do do a lot of arguing so (laughs) (laughs) yeah a lot of non-recorded arguing goes on so don't ever sneeze around me that's all i have to say (laughs) so i got this book on superstitions uh, Richard Webster, The Encyclopedia of Superstitions. When was this published? 2008. So, I don't know. As far as books go, I guess that's sort of recent. Or superstitions. Uh, so yeah, it's in alphabetical order and I was just flipping through and thought I'd try and find some of the weird ones. Do you know there's an entry for Elbow? <laughs> Which seems to be something that... Elbow? Yeah. An old superstition says that if you kiss your elbow, you'll immediately change sex. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, I just pulled a muscle on my shoulder. An itching elbow elbow means that you will soon be sleeping with someone other than your current partner. (gasps) So for some of you, that will mean a hand shift. But what if you don't have a partner? I just answered that question. It is always painful to hit or bump your funny bone. This is thought to be a warning that bad luck is on its way. In my mind, the bad luck has already happened because <laughs> you banged your funny bone. You never understood why they call it the funny bone now. Uh, I used to know that. That used to be... I, I deleted that knowledge from my random access memory. Uh, ooh, the remedy, painful though it may be, is to immediately bump your other funny bone. <laughs> that just sounds like a thing... Somebody would say he's getting an idiot just to hurt himself again. <laughs> yes, well, I wonder how many people have been trying to kiss their elbow. <laughs> Not me. Mm-mm. Uh, another entry is cake. Cake <laughs> charms. I didn't know you could make a cake as a little charm. They were made to protect people from the wiles of Satan. <laughs> uh an interesting Bavarian superstition involved the making of corpse cakes. Mmm. The dough was allowed to rise on the dead body. 
This enabled all the good qualities and virtues of the deceased entered into the dough. The relatives of the deceased ate the cake made from it to ensure that that person's special qualities remained inside the family. That's actually kind of poetic. No, it's not. It's satanic. Although I don't know if I'd want to eat a... Would you eat a corpse cake? Like, what if... uh, I'm a little hungry, man. You got something to nosh on? Oh, there's a little leftover corpse cake. Mm, All that's left is grandpa's kindness and philanthropy, but you can have it. There's some whipped cream on the fridge. Oh, no, wait. Phil sucked it down. (laughs) I did have a friend that um, was uh, was scattering one of his... uh, like uh, elder relatives at, at sea and uh, he didn't check for the wind got it in the mouth so uh, he he uh, yeah got a, a whole wad of uh, Uncle Ted right mm. right in the kisser and yeah, he said see, at least with like a corpse charcoal. cake you know what you're getting with ashes that could be a burnt arm or a burnt testicle <laughs> you don't know does it really matter at that point are you really going to think the logistics now did I eat Ted's testicle or elbow <laughs> Some people might think that. There's a little more on cakes if you're interested. <laughs> Absolutely. Cakes should be baked in the morning while the sun is rising in the sky. The first cake in a batch of small cakes taken out of the oven should be broken open and not cut. What? If it is cut, every other cake baked on that day will be soggy. <laughs> it's considered bad luck to dispose of the eggshells until after the cake has been baked. Hmm. It's the most lamest superstition ever. We don't want to get a soggy cake. <laughs> Break that Soggy thing. cake. Oh, no. And how many cakes are people making? Uh, it is bad luck if a slice of cake is placed on your plate and then tips onto its side. We'll tell you what, that always happens. <laughs> if this occurs, avert the bad luck by saying bread and butter. <laughs> wow. I, you know... All right, there was no electricity back in the day, but it seems like people's time, a lot of it, was spent doing these anti-charms, these wards, like, Christ, I just want to eat a piece of cake. It <laughs> fell over, I gotta say bread and butter, I gotta kneel down, throw salt over my shoulder, don't walk under ladders, fucking hey, give me some cake. Oh, it's soggy! <laughs> Sorry. Uh, 1950s problems. <laughs> yeah, 1950s, that's your concept, isn't it? God damn you. Alright, one more. Man, I'm so young. I'm so naive to the world. 1950s gaslights? Alright, here's something. A little more. Puts the weenie in Halloweeny. <laughs> what? I don't know. I was going to say this one seems a bit more Halloweeny, and then I didn't want to say weenie. Fun fact I'm so narcissistical that I enjoy the fact that Halloween almost spells Owen. <laughs> oh, speaking of narcissism, I'd like to point out that in the last roleplay we did where I was the bestialitist, <laughs> that I'm so conceited that I made the dog want me, not me <laughs> want the dog. I made a female dog hump my leg. <laughs> That's pretty narcissistic. Such uh, projection. Well, no, I'm I'm admitting it. I'm. It's not projection when I'm saying that's how it, it is. is because. <laughs> all right, all right. It is, Mister Dog Puppets. What do you do um, off camera? I know the weird thing is I don't really like dogs. They don't like me. <laughs> what? They don't. Dogs. I'm indifferent to dogs. I know there's some dogs that are smart. Um, some dogs that I guess have an aesthetically pleasing look 
about them, but they don't. But dogs, they will run through traffic just to yip at me, not bite <laughs> me, but just annoy me. They'll run through how traffic. Could, how can we relate this to Halloween? I'm coffins. You, what? It is considered highly dangerous. Well, you're the one that started me on well, the. No, I was tangent. just wondering. Maybe they have tales of, you know, dude, just. One day I went to sleep and I woke up and my testicles weren't there. What? So they all come to me? <laughs> Am I some sort maybe, of dog whisperer? Maybe you got some Help big me. testicles, man. Oh, no. I well, seen they could them. be attracted to Kids. manly testicles. It is considered <laughs> highly dangerous for anyone to lie in a coffin while they are still alive. <laughs> is it? Yes, this is believed to hurry their demise. The corpse should not be buried wearing the clothes of anyone who is still alive. All right. Fair enough. Uh, as the clothes in the coffin deteriorate, so will the health of the owner of the clothes. Wow. I wish I knew that when I was younger. I would have really spooked the shit out of my brothers. Like, yeah, I gave some of your clothes to the church. They're burying people in them. <laughs> no, they're not. They're just molesting little boys. I hate the notion of graveyards, coffins, and all that. Not for any. The reason other than it seems like such a massive waste of space. Oh my god, we agree on something. Well, that and the cost. Coffins, burial. Burn me. Burn me. (laughs) I don't care. I want to burn you. Yeah, I know. You want to burn me alive. Well, you didn't specify. (laughs) I know. Well, that's why you're not on the living will. Uh, it is bad <laughs> luck to keep miniature coffins in the house. <laughs> Did you know anyone? Was that a thing? No, Back you would always day? make like those makeshift coffins, coffins for when you're like hamster died, you know. Nifty shoebox? Yeah, that's not Ceremonial a makeshift coffin. That's a shoebox. This specifically no, it's not. It's says miniature coffins. A surprising, oh, a surprising number of supposedly humorous ornaments... Are made in the shape of a coffin. Really? That's that's weird. You should toss them out if you possess any, as they produce negative energy and bad luck. It is also thought to be bad luck for the deceased person's family if the coffin is carried along a newly made road on the way to the graveyard. I guess that's not much of a problem these days. There really aren't any new roads. I... Oh! This is out of left field, but... I I don't want to call it squirrel news, but it's more like, uh, well, it's squirrel news, and it hits close to home. In <laughs> fact, very close to home. Um, if my wife wanted to be, for some goddamn reason, the Hamburglar. <laughs> That's so old. There's no references to the Hamburglar anyway. I, well, she works with a bunch of old people. All her costumes are that age appropriate. She's like the youngest person. Anyway. She wanted to be the hamburger, so she started making this paper mache um, bun. The top of her, you know, it's going to be the. I don't know if you're familiar with the hamburger, how he looks. Mm-hmm. He's just a. For those of you that don't, he's he looks human except his head is a giant hamburger. <laughs> uh, so she was beginning to make this like two foot diameter, and. Uh, she was layering it, you know, wet flour, paper, over and over, laying, wrap, all this what work. What a riot at the Skimbosh household. Uh, well, so then she puts it outside to dry, 
not remembering that the squirrels will eat anything. <laughs> so now she's going to be something else. <laughs> I just thought like the squirrels took it and like no, in a no, tree, they, and they got this big giant hat on. Mocking. They are. are you you are allowed to kill them on sight in our neighborhood. What? There's, there's what? no shortage of squirrels, and they're fat and they're mean, and. Uh, yeah, they they need the old lady across the street. She's got a makeshift squirrel trap going on 24-7. What the hell, man? Why is this such an epidemic in your area? I don't know. I mean, but I could I, just... Well, no, I do know because everybody would feed them. I remember a decade ago, literally a decade ago, um, being at this particular park. <laughs> we And I'm, I'm saying this as we were part of the problem, but <laughs> squirrels, healthy, healthy squirrels healthy respect to stay away from the humans until we started giving them chicken nuggets <laughs> now look at them they're fat they're bold they think they can stop cars and maybe with enough of them they can but tragedy struck halloween costumes <laughs> tragedy they, across the land as squirrels do halloween costume they ate it they ate a good portion of it so she nicks that idea. <laughs> terrible. Terrible. Well, maybe they've been cottoning on to the whole squirrel news. And uh, maybe this is a warning, Phil. Maybe. To stop giving maybe. them coverage. I, and I'm sure this will irritate and possibly severely anger a lot of people, but... Uh, <laughs> who cares? Last... Last winter? The winter before last, we had a massive, massive problem. Not sacrificing. They started... Even though we had the attic pretty well sealed, they were getting in there. I started mashing up um, high-caliber sleeping pills into peanut butter and leaving it at strategic locations. Uh, first inside in the attic, but then outside on an access tree. So I don't know how many other animals ate this peanut butter with so many pills crushed into it. You're an asshole. I know, it's just, and I never saw any animals that were like, oh, groggy or anything. <laughs> so I never really knew if it worked. But Squirrel news, everybody. Merry Christmas. All right. It's supposed to be scary, not sad. It's the Halloween. All right. Well, the squirrels are scary. <laughs> They're huge. Sense? They're huge. Ugh. If one right, attacks right, you, then good. You deserve it. I hope they start overpowering you. <laughs> taking me down it's just like a Terminator scene it's just your hand slowly shrinking behind squirrels and it's just a thumbs up <laughs> oh, <laughs> noisy noisy bastards police in Alabama were called to what looked like a woman shot dead in her car but found a Halloween reveler they described as drunk and passed out in a bloody zombie costume uh, reporters passing by called 911 after seeing the woman slumped over her steering wheel at a traffic light. Police say officers roused the woman and removed her from the... Oh, I almost said aroused the woman. That would have been a sexy Halloween story. Uh, removed her from the SUV. Authorities say she was handcuffed and taken to the city jail on a DUI charge. Can you imagine? You're in a holding cell. And you're like, oh, hell of a bender. Still feel a little hungover. And then this really drunk person and this really nice bloody zombie friggin' costume who's probably like, uh, <laughs> just gets shoved in there. 
What are you doing? I'll talk, please. Get me out of here. Would you call 911 on Halloween night if you saw no bloody corpse? And I probably should have put this in my master debate, but that is the perfect time for a for a zombie or supernatural uprising because people aren't going to pay attention. They're just going to think, "Oh, costumes getting really good these years." Yes, there's a few cases around here where people have made house decorations like looks like somebody's got their head crushed under the car or that the garage came down and severed their head that people were calling like neighbors were calling the cops instead of going over and being like oh my god and then seeing that you know it was fake some people, i saw pictures the blood was orange <laughs> christ some people do the whole santa around christmas time they do the whole santa's fallen off the the chimney and, and mm-hmm, died yeah. at the end and you know to a kid, that's going to be traumatic. I mean, I applaud them for destroying, you know, childhoods across the land, but there's a, there's a certain, you know, feel like you shouldn't really destroy their belief in Santa just yet. Ugh, I don't even want to get... We'll save that for Christmas. <laughs> I don't want to get into Santa's pants just yet, because it's Halloween time. So, with all that being said... I think I, I, well, am I being stupid and asking what your plans are? <laughs> Mine, thankfully, I live in a, a very student-heavy um, area. You know, it's only like 30 seconds away from the center of town. So, you know, there's a lot of drunk people that go by. So basically, I'm just going to sit back, maybe have a few cheeky bevs, and watch as the slutty zombies, nurses, pizzas. Pizzas? Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever. Just stroll by the window. And obviously... God, oh, I could go for a sexy slice of pizza right now. You know, I don't know. I mean, what about you? Uh, well, it's all about the boy. We haven't really hammered down... Put it this way, the first part... Of Halloween, I'm I'm going to be here, regardless of what the full-on plans are. She's going to take him around to relatives. I think I don't have any relatives anymore, so she's going to take him around to Speaking. see. I know, I had them before Halloween. No, she's going to take him around to see people, so he won't actually be trick or treating at that point. No. And I'll be giving out candy most of the time around here. They really push the before, you know, nighttime really kicks in. You're so, not actually going to do that. What, give out candy? Yeah. What do you mean I'm not actually going to do that? Yeah, well, you think I'm kidding? I've, this is what I did last year, pretty what? much. Except See, there no, was... I mean, you oh. know, we spent a good amount of time together, you know, on recording and off. But I couldn't see you getting into the Halloween spirit. I really can't. Well, not like I did when I was younger, but, you know... Yeah, but I think be... this would be your time to get back at the kids. You know, this is, this <laughs> well, is what no, you... Well, no, because they're going to be brought around by their parents. If anything, it allows me to keep tabs on the parents that I'm not chit-chatty with, that have kids. And I, I mentally... Like, last year, I was like, all right, uh, I never liked that guy. How old's this kid? Uh, possible playmate. We'll see. Um, I'm evaluating people <laughs> during Halloween. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, why wouldn't I? I don't know. What? I just... I take you for, you for the Grinch. The Grinch of all seasons. 
No, ho- fall and, and Halloween, I, like I was saying. Do you earlier, like make sport talk like, oh, you're a scary little Iron Man actor? <laughs> well, no. It depends on if I'm. Do you go out with bananas strapped to your head and all of that? The last thing I had costume-wise was this plastic skull mask that when you squeeze the bulb, there was a tube coming down that you could hide in your sleeve, you squeeze it a lot, and it just recycled this bloody water in the face so it looked like your skull was bleeding. Um, <laughs> just what kids need to see. It's Halloween, you get scared. Uh, depending on the scared weather, I'll probably, scarred. Sit a- I'll probably sit out on the driveway. I mean, I'm not going to do the, the fake scarecrow that when you come up. Let me ask you this, since I'm all over the place. Um, did you trick-or-treat when you were younger? I mean, do you even have fond memories before I get into this? I, I wouldn't say fond memories. I remember we were, uh, you know, I was around my group of friends and we were always like, right, how can we game the system to get the most candy. Well, that's perfect because Amy wants to put out this, you know, the candy with a sign that says, please take one. <laughs> if that that's was exactly what I did when she said that. I laughed just like that. Like I thought, <laughs> that's pretty funny. What did you really want to do? <laughs> because if, if that was around my area, that would have been good. They, they would have taken the bowl and the sign. Yes, to me, that sign is merely an indication for the first people that show up that nobody else has been there. So take the sign, chuck it, <laughs> dump that shit down into your bag, and see how far you can throw the bowl. Ex- well, I'll take the bowl. <laughs> no, nobody puts out their good bowls. <laughs> uh, I might, I might uh, tape some glow sticks onto the old juggling pins and try to make a spectacle of myself you can juggle yeah man i'll I'll have to film myself juggling knives for you (laughs) i used to work at a knife store and i would juggle knives to try and lure in customers which had the exact opposite effect (laughs) what a surprise yes yes sorry good days in the knife store well i have a lot of knives i think it's yeah no it's not it's time for the trick-or-treat tidbits. We never read the one or two. The survey from the National oh, Confectioners Association. <laughs> Making well, life sweeter since 1884. The National Confectioners Association, the NCA? <laughs> yes, the leading authority on candy demographics. <laughs> uh, this is their 2013 survey on, I guess, various bits of Halloween this let's see 74 percent of households i'm assuming this is all usa 74 percent of households plan to hand out candy to trick-or-treaters this year sickening that's, uh, that's a pretty good sickening number statistic uh 72 percent of those households will hand out two 50 percent or three 22 percent pieces of candy per trick-or-treater so that's interesting to note since my memory is that they just held it out and you kind of grabbed, uh, you know, a little bit. What kind of feeding frenzy did you have? It's always orderly. Well, all right. Uh, nearly 60% of households say that an original or cute costume has no bearing on the amount of candy they dispense. But men, 48%, or more likely than women, 39%, to reward creativity. Obviously, with the more creativity. Creative, creative. <laughs> Words! Yes. How do they work? <laughs> Uh, well, 
Speaking of men versus women, it says here specifically, women, 84% or more likely to sneak candy or insist on a family rule that mandates sharing than the 74% of men. See, that's, that's sickening to me. They've gone out, they've earned it, they've worked for it, and now just because they've, you know, essentially had sex and popped you out does not mean that they're entitled. They had their fun like 10 years ago, right? Eight, 81% <laughs> of parents confess that they take candy from their children's hall. That's sickening. Do you? Well, yeah. I mean, when he gets older, it'll be different because I'm sure he'll be keeping tabs, but he's not going to know. He's not going to have an idea. Plus, he can't have that all. He's, he's not Stealing old enough. Stealing from a child? It's not. He's my child. All his possessions are mine. Plus... <laughs> no, they're not. Plus, they if I'm given... with him door to door, it's always like, no. oh, you know, here, pick what candy you want. And it's like, well, what does daddy want? Of course. No, no, they are given to him. What am I... Sp- all right, they're I'll put all this candy in a goddamn trust fund. How about that? Ooh, got a bit vicious there, didn't we? And then he can have all his candy when he turns 18. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, you can thank Uncle Owen for that. Hey. You're and then he'll be like, man. why is all my candy melted in, inside the safety deposit box? <laughs> That's his candy. <laughs> and it's up to him to decide whether he shares or not. I'm fighting for your kid's rights to hold his candy. <laughs> 26% of parents wait until their kids go to bed or school before sneaking <laughs> some sweets. It just gets worse. I know. I don't know if i do that. Just be like, oh, what's this? Mm-hmm. Oh, 55% have a house rule that everyone must share. See, that's, that's stupid. And 19% of parents claim not to sneak or insist on sharing Halloween candy. Hmm... Hmm. I am sickened, shocked, and appalled by these statistics of the American people. (laughs) Uh, There's more if you want to go look at it, but none that we're going to read here. CandyUSA.com It's time for the part where we kiss. It's my foin. Foin. (laughs) So, we've... We've seen this feature become a full feature. We've seen sometimes that I have taken the reins. But tonight, for one night only, for this Halloween special, we are going to mush our masticating mouths for this absolute special of Candy Apples Halloween Edition. Um... I feel compelled to let them know that I don't have a candy apple. Because I didn't know nobody <laughs> said anything. I have I an told apple. You. I have an apple and some candy, a butterscotch lollipop. Well, and I actually have apple. a uh, a candy apple. So, candy um, All right, for once, I'm actually kind of hungry. Me too. Mouth, I, I've been phone. salivating over this moment. All right, you've sent me a link here. Ten fun facts about candy apples. Would you like to go first? All right. Q. Oh, wait. Is there music? Well, there should be now. <laughs> mm. All right, wait. Should I lick the, I'll lick the lollipop. Mm. And then I'll have some apple. Mm. 
butterscotch and apples probably not going to work. Hmm. Candy apples are mistakenly called by many names. The sugar-coated apple treat we call a candy apple is generally called a toffee apple outside the U.S. and Canada. Many people call them caramel apples, using candy and caramel interchangeably. However, there's a difference between a candy apple, a caramel apple, a jelly apple, and a toffee apple. The difference is usually in what the coating is made from and how it is applied to the apple. Um, candy apples have been around for more than a hundred years. Attributed to William Cobb, the Newark. I was going to call him Knob. <laughs> the first candy apple was created in 1908. Although, some believe the tradition came from a technique used in Arabian households and markets to candy fruits as a way to preserve it. Hmm. The first candy apple... Mm. I didn't know this. It was meant for display only. Huh. The candy apple was created quite by accident. Knob, the candy maker, was looking for ways to expand sales of red cinnamon candy during a Christmas season. Mm. And used an apple on a stick as a way to display the brightly colored candy in the shop window. It didn't take long for the new treat to take off and soon... He was selling thousands of them each year. Mm. Hey, Phil. Mm. Did you know mm. candy apples are easiest to make in the fall? Why it, is that, I wonder? <laughs> wow. It's not just because of the plentiful apple harvest. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. A proper candy apple requires hard sugar layer that doesn't always set properly in hot or humid weather. <laughs> Those silly shits. Traditional candy apples have a red cinnamon flavor coating. Mm. Today, I don't know about you, but me, I can find a variety of different flavors coating the candy apples at the fair festival. Mm. I had some pumpkin soup the other day. Not related. A but joking Halloween. Ooh. A true candy apple has a hard sugar coating colored red and tasting of cinnamon. I don't think I've ever had one that way. This is one of the reasons candy apples and caramel apples are actually different treats. Oh, my lollipop. <laughs> Did you know candy apples used to be given out for trick or treat? Actually, fun fact, I used to get them for trick or treat too. In the first half of the 20th century, giving candy apples out for trick or treating was very popular. Hmm? However... Oh, it was. Scares about razor blades and other dangerous items in apples during the 1970s brought a quick mm. end to this tradition. I don't think that ever actually happened. It was like nobody ever really did that. Hmm. Outside the U.S., candy apples sweeten holidays around the world. From China to Ireland, mm. Oops. and Brazil to Germany, local versions of the candy apples are eaten during the celebration of a number of holidays beginning around Halloween and reaching all the way around to Christmas. God, why am I such a pervert? When it comes to candy apples, only some apples will do. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're telling me. The most common varieties of apples to create these treats 
by Fuji and Granny Smith, mm. which work best for two reasons. First, the tart flavour is better contrast to the sweet candy coating. Second, crisp apples like these hold up better under the heat and weight of the candy coating. Such a hard life for the <laughs> apples. Mm. I don't know about you, but I hate soft apples. Crunchy all the way. Yeah. Apples may be healthier than you think. <laughs> really? When they're coated in toffee? <laughs> I know. So healthy. <laughs> An average homemade candy apple. Whoa. It generally ranges from 215 to 286 calories. And contains 0 to 3 grams of fat. Of course, these figures are entirely dependent on what you use to make the candy coating. You probably own something that got its color, oh, I spat on myself, mm. from the candy apple. At least you have a reason this time. <laughs> <laughs> that fast red cinnamon coated apple in Clob's display window created we more. You have to pronounce his name right. <laughs> created more than just a sweet treat. It also created the racy color that would have become mm. synonymous with fast cars and flirty girls. Mm, this makes apples more delicious. Since the 1950s, people have been painting their nails, their guitars, their motorcycle helmets, and their cars candy apple red. Mm. Wow. I did not know any of that. Oh, dare I say that's been the most delicious mouth blowing I've ever done. Mm. It's akin to breaking bread with someone. It's like I shared a meal with Owen, and we had entertaining conversation. Mm. I love you. All right. Well, that was a pretty tasty and delicious way to end this, the sacred Samhain podcast. I, uh... Oh, man, that's sticky. Now I know why you always want to do mouthful at the end. Yes. Uh, well, I hope if you're listening, if you celebrate Halloween, I hope it goes well. Uh, <laughs> Check for bloody razor blades. Yeah. Again, I, I really don't think... I remember having to get all my candy inspected back in the day before I could eat it. So it was great. Mmm, Snickers bar. Does it have mom's thumb in it or dad's? Uh, but I don't think there was ever a report of somebody, you know, getting hurt because there was a, a razor in the apple. I think it was like the satanic panic. Everybody said it would happen, but it never actually did. So, yeah. Be safe. Mind your P's and Q's. Don't open the doors. Don't drink too much. <laughs> what kind of advice is that? Drink plenty. Because then you'll end up passed out in a car and you'll end up in a holding cell with other drunken costumed people. Send us some pictures. Who knows? We'll look at them. Thanks for your emails. We really appreciate that. Feel free to send more at contact at waveofabsurdity.com Stop saying it like you're so unsure. You're like, uh, Well, I'm not used to saying... I, I this was say, your idea! My idea, no, but your name. No. <laughs> I'm not giving you this. This is my idea. Your name. <laughs> Alright, do you have any final words? 
you would like to impart <clears throat> on this? Um, absolutely not. Just have a safe one, I guess. And uh, well, I'll see you for the Thanksgiving. Come on, come on, come on. The Thanksgiving Thank podcast. Right. Thanks very much. Man, that's sticky. Now I know how a woman feels in the bukkake. <laughs> you just like saying bukkake. Quick! Wait! <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Boo cocky! I just got it! Role play! <laughs> Sorry if I ruined that. We are two pumpkins that are ready to be carved for the great Halloween party of 2013. And uh, we're going to turn into whatever we're being carved into. So we're going to start off normal. Right. I'd just like to point out that neither of us know what the other person is planning on being carved into. No. Um, <laughs> this ought to be interesting, to say the least. Um, so I'm looking forward to see what Phil's going to be. And, um, yeah, and scene. Oh, mm-hmm. I love being big and orange, don't you, Phil? Oh, if it is one thing I enjoy, it is having all my guts in one handy little orange spheroid. And dare I say, you do it fantastically. Thank you. I did enjoy being out in the field, although it was a little annoying being in that bag, and now we're here in this person's house, huh? Have they got knives out? Yeah, some sort of little kit or something that's mostly knives. Oh, got a marker on me. Oh, that tickles. Why have you oh. got a, why have they, oh, they're doing it. Oh, oh they're drawing on That's, you. I can see what dude, they're drawing on you. Oh, my goodness. This is this just yeah. was kind of nice. I didn't realize. I don't, yeah, it's like a little massage. I don't have a frame of context was, to tell you what I'm saying. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Christ, oh. oh, my God. They just plunged a knife right into your freaking. Oh, ah! Jesus. Ah! They're slicing. Oh, my God. Why fish. are they using sawing they're motions? Slicing oh. my fish. What? I think, what are, are they drawing? Oh, right into my pumpkin brain. I am a little teacup. Oh, right into my pumpkin brains. Is that a hat? Are they drawing a hat on me? What the fuck? Oh, no. Is, is, I think this kid messed up. <laughs> it's a mouth. Oh, I got my mouth. Is, is that a belt? What the? Oh, I feel oh, change. Is, this kid. Is, oh, great. Oh, there's is another this, eyeball. Is this oh. no four leaf? I don't, well, hello, I don't know what happened to my mouth. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bravo, Owen. Bravo. In case you didn't know, people, um, one, that was O'Neill, and two, we didn't mention at the beginning of this, but our role plays now are about making the other person break. And now I realize why Owen wouldn't tell me what we were being carved into. <laughs> Fuck you, O'Neill. <laughs> My, you look pretty sweeter if I do say so myself. You know what would impress me, O'Neill? If you could relay the story of the origins of the jack-o'-lantern. Well, you see, Terry, it started long, long ago. Go on. <laughs> and then you when see, a, after Terry... Uh, looks up things on the internet... After they did the first carving there, they uh, it just followed on the tradition, as, as you could see. So, uh... Sorry. 
I'm not nice. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I could finally be here on the uh, the podcast there, Phil. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. You don't understand. Uh, right. I've got to go shoot, though. Um, well, everybody, we're glad that you were listening to our little Halloween Well, I special. won't say that there. Owen, Owen's not looking too good there. And uh, we hope that so you have a happy and safe Halloween. Feel free to give us an email at it's any time. It's kind of weird after a while, you know. Sort of bloody nose and everything. And we will see you on Thanksgiving. Sometimes he bites his tongue when I do the possession. It's, it's really nasty stuff there. Take care.